Welcome to the Build Your Life Coaching Biz podcast, where you get to learn how to become a professional life coach and start an online coaching business from scratch. I'm your host, Krista Kathleen, a professional certified coach and spiritual business mentor. In 2016, I got divorced and left my full-time job as a registered nurse and decided to bravely answer my calling of becoming a life coach so I could help to change lives as I traveled around the world. And now I wanna help you discover your purpose too. Having the freedom and flexibility to be your own boss and make as much money as you want right from your laptop will be one of the best gifts you ever give to yourself, your family, and the world. In these episodes, I'll give you real coaching combined with proven strategies and spiritual practices in order to help build your dream coaching business that feels perfect for you. Hey, hey, coaches. I'm coming to you from Park City, Utah. I'm traveling here for four days with my family. We've been coming here every summer for the past three years to just get out of the Midwest heat and be able to enjoy the beautiful scenery here. And it's my last day and I wanted to record an episode while I'm walking outside. So you might hear me get a little bit out of breath because it is a higher elevation here that I'm not used to. And then on top of that, I did a really beautiful hike on the first day with my my brother, my boyfriend, and my brother's fiance, and we ended up called Red, what was it called? Red Pine Lake. I think that's what it was called. Ended up being like a seven-mile hike, which we were not expecting, and we ended up drinking from the stream. They had freshwater stream. And normally I don't drink from water sources like that, but there was sort there were signs everywhere saying that that was the the water that supplies Salt Lake City's drinking supply. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll be fine. Well, then in the middle of the night last night, I woke up with major stomach cramps and diarrhea, and I've spent most of today being in bed and drinking electrolytes and just feeling out of sorts. So I'm finally starting to feel a little bit normal and like myself, but not quite back up to par yet. And the funny part is that everyone in our group drank from the water and I'm the only one that seems to have been affected. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out why that is. I also am wondering if it has anything to do with the upcoming ayahuasca ceremony that I'm going to be attending. And so I wanted to take today to share with you about why I'm going to be doing my first ayahuasca ceremony and um, just my intentions behind it. And then, of course, after the ceremony, I'll record another podcast episode as well, just talking about my experiences and everything that happened and um, I don't know if any of you follow Catherine Zakina uh, with Manifestation Bay, but she has a really lengthy and in-depth little like mini series on her ayahuasca experience at Rhythmia in Costa Rica. And so that's where I, well, one of the first places where I first started learning and hearing about ayahuasca. So I just really appreciate when people openly share their journeys around plant medicine and 
you know, even though you can't, I mean, no two plant medicine ceremonies are going to be the same. So I can't listen to her experience and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have that experience too. It's very similar to like going through birth, but it just does, at least for me, it know it helps me to just, you know, research the information ahead of time and hear other people's experiences. And then it just makes me feel empowered. And so I hope that for all of you that are listening to this, maybe you've already done ayahuasca or you're considering doing ayahuasca or or any other type of plant medicine ceremony. So I hope that this helps you and um, maybe it can help you to make your decision if you want to, you know, venture into that or not. Um, But yeah, so I just felt called to share it today. And I will also link Catherine Zakina's uh, episode as well that she, uh, where she really dives into what ayahuasca is. I'm not going to go that much in depth to into into it because I feel like my brain can't rem- memorize all that information. Um, but she goes really in depth to what ayahuasca is, so you can learn so much about it from listening to her podcast episode as well. But um, yeah, so I first heard about ayahuasca. I think it's, it was about five years ago when I was world traveling and one of my friends, Jennifer, <laughs> my parents just drove by me. <laughs> um, one of my friends, Jennifer, who's a big world traveler, and, uh, she had done a couple of ayahuasca ceremonies and she was telling me about it. And I remember when she was explaining what it was, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, why would anyone do that? That sounds absolutely crazy. Like she was talking about the purging that happens, um, which sometimes can consist of vomiting and diarrhea. And like, you're in a group of people and I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) That like sounds just absolutely awful. And I just remember like being curious about it, but also being like, this is not for me. But then over the years, I've started meeting more and more people that have just raved about ayahuasca and how much it's like helped heal physical ailments in their body. And it's just like changed and shifted things inside of them as well. And then I've just also started noticing a pattern of people in general who do plant medicine just seem very, very happy. And they have this like, sense of joy and inner peace about them that I've never like seen in human beings before. And so I've like started to like connect the dots and I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And, um, I did a mushroom ceremony a couple of years ago in South Africa. So that was my first plant medicine ceremony. And I do actually have a, I believe I recorded a whole podcast episode around that. So I can also link that in the show notes as well. And so that was like when my eyes really first started to open to plant medicine and, and hallucinogenics in that way. And I I didn't do any more plant medicine for a couple of years after that because so much came up in the mushroom ceremony that I just wanted to really sit with and process before I would dive into you know, working with mushrooms again or or any other type of plants. And I just knew like, I'll know when it's time, right? I don't want to push myself before I'm ready. And that's how it's felt about ayahuasca this year. 
uh, I was just, you know, becoming, I've been becoming more and more curious about it, but it was finally this year where I was like, now is the time and I'm ready. I'm ready to do the work. I'm ready for the medicine to show me whatever it needs to show me. And so, okay, telling, I'm going to let you guys know a little bit about what ayahuasca is. So it is a, it is a, like a brew. It, it, well, okay, hold on. Let me backtrack for a moment. It is a plant that is found in the Amazonian jungles and it has been used for thousands of years by the indigenous people, usually in Ecuador and um, Peru and in other surrounding countries around there. And they combine two different plants, the ayahuasca vine and the leaves of the charuna plant, karuna plant, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and they make it into this tea and the shamans prepare this tea and they bless the tea. And then you usually drink this tea in a ceremony. So in a, um, the maloka is what it's called. It's like kind of like a, a yurt type of covering. And there's can be anywhere from four people in a ceremony to like 20 people in a ceremony. Um, I think there's going to be six people in our ceremony. Um, I would actually prefer the smaller group because I've uh, only done plant medicine ceremonies like in a one-on-one -on -one type of setting. So this will be my first time in a group setting. And from what I hear, like the room is completely dark and the shaman is doing chanting and singing and everyone's lying down on their mats and the ceremony, I believe, usually lasts, or the medicine usually lasts about anywhere from, I think, like four to six hours. And it's usually start in the evening. And you fast most of the day beforehand, because like I was mentioning earlier, there is the purging that happens, and, which is a good thing. And I've, I'm, I'm really learning to understand and accept that right if i vomit that it's not going to be a bad thing or i don't have to be worried about it but it is it's good when it happens and so the different types of purging that can happen are like crying or laughing or burping or you know, vomiting or diarrhea sweating um so you know you just don't know how it's going to affect you but usually the purging does happen first as a way to like cleanse the body and prepare and open up the body to let the medicine start working. And the only experience I've really had with this is um, a couple of months ago, I did an MDMA ceremony and I had a purging experience with that where I threw up three different times throughout the night. And I, really finally understood what people meant when they say it truly is an energetic release when it happens. It's not just like when you have like a food board illness and you throw up, right? Like this is, this is a different type of throwing up where you are releasing trauma and pain. And there, I mean, there could be physical things like different toxins and parasites and everything that you're like physically cleansing too. But from my understanding, a lot of it's more energetic. And when I did the MDMA ceremony, um, the, the second time 
that I threw up right before it happened, I was talking with my friend who was leading the ceremony. I was telling her about all the different like struggles that I was having in my romantic relationship. And like shortly after that, I was like, oh my gosh, give me the bucket. I have to throw up. And, you know, I threw up and I rem- it just felt like this energetic hairball that was sitting in the, in the middle of my chest that it was just released into the bucket. And I felt so good and so amazing afterwards. And I just like intuitively knew that I was releasing all of that pain and that trauma from my relationship that I had been storing in the center of my chest. And I don't know how I knew it. Like nobody told me that that was going to happen when I did MDMA, but I just like, I just felt it. So now I'm a believer and I understand why the purging happens and I'm like kind of looking forward to it. Um, So I can come out on the other side, feeling better, releasing, you know, just that heavy energy in my life and those pains and traumas that I no longer want to carry with me moving forward. Um, And then the first time that I threw up on the MDMA, I remember my, I don't know what we were talking about right before it happened, but then my friend was like, I think you just released some people pleasing right there with that. Because the, the theory is, is that you're not just releasing like stomach contents, but you're actually releasing again, like things like, like beliefs and, and traumas and pains and all of that. And so she's like, yeah, I think you just released a lot of your people pleasing tendencies there. And and it felt right in my body when she said that. So that made me happy because as I'm sure a lot of you know, being a people pleaser is not always, uh, doesn't always serve you the best in life. And so that's something that I feel like I'll continuously always be working through on some level. So that made me happy to know that I was able to release some of that. But um, yeah, so we are doing the ceremony in a town that is an hour outside of St. Louis. Um, the shaman, I have worked with this woman before um, in a cacao ceremony. So I know her, I trust her. And um, I've already done like an interview with her and um, shared my intentions. And, you know, she just checks and makes sure that you don't have any medical conditions that could conflict with the medicine. And um, my partner, Kyle, is going to do the ceremony with me as well. And I'm really happy that he's doing it, but I'm also a little bit worried too, because sometimes I tend to worry about him a little bit too much. And I know that when you're on the medicine in the ceremony, you are, you're on your own journey and you can't be you can't be worrying about anybody else, right? Um, that's not the point of doing the ceremony. You're not doing it together as a couple. You're doing it. You're you're doing your own work. You're on your own journey. So I want to make sure that, like, I'm supporting him, but I'm also focused on my own work. And that's I was talking with my therapist before as well. Um, she's the one that recommended that I do ayahuasca too. And I really love and appreciate that my therapist uses plant medicine for herself as well. And right. So I can openly talk to her about these experiences and she's been helping me to 
process and get ready to go in this experience. And I already have my session booked with her for after the session as well. So that way, because I, I just know there's going to be a lot that comes up and I want to have a professional that can really help me to sort through and understand the things that come up. And I really do, you know, believe that when you combine these plant medicines with, you know, coaching and therapy, it is just the, the best of two worlds. And um, I've been microdosing with psilocybin lately. And um, like I said, I did the MDMA ceremony and it's just been so amazing having the support of my coaches and my therapists to help me just work through all the stuff that's been coming up from those medicines. And so I couldn't imagine working with these plants and not having support because I think it'd be a little scary and overwhelming just as with, you know, regular issues in life. So that is my recommendation for anyone who is thinking about working more with plants in the way that way that you do, you know, get support with it as well and, and get the right kind of support, right? Like you don't want to be working with a coach or with a therapist who doesn't understand why you're working with plants or doesn't agree with it. Cause then that's not going to be really therapeutic either. So yeah, um, I have all kinds of different like therapy set up for me the week after the session. I have a massage, I have a colonics booked, I have a therapy session booked, I have a past life reading booked. Cause with my experience with the MDMA, like you're still continuing to purge and the medicine's still continuing to work inside of you even after the ceremony. So you want to have ways to continue to release the things that are coming up physically, mentally, spiritually. So I'll also be walking in nature. I'll be journaling. I'll be meditating. I'll be going to the sauna and sweating. So I just want to make sure that I really have good self-care after doing the ayahuasca. And um, unfortunately, I did not clear my schedule very much. I have a very full schedule. I have a lot of coach training consults booked, but um, I trust that it'll all work out the way that it's meant to. Um, yeah, and so also to prepare for the ayahuasca ceremony, they recommend doing this thing. I don't know if it's pronounced dieta or dieta. It's called D-I-E-T-A. And it's this special type of diet to help to start to cleanse your body and, and cleanse your mind, cleanse your spirit. And so they say no alcohol, no sex, no pork, no meat, no processed foods, no sugar. I mean, basically it's like you, the way you would find something in the jungle, that's what you're supposed to eat essentially. And I was a little bit worried and scared of doing that. And they, they recommended like at least a week before and then a week after. Um, again, just as a way to start to like just cleanse yourself, right? It's so easy to use food as like a distraction or a form of comfort. And um, same thing with like alcohol and sex and pot and all these other things. And so they really want to, and then caffeine, you can't have caffeine as well. And um, so they just really want you to show up well-rested and having your body being cleansed. 
and, and your energy field being cleared out so the medicine works even better. So it's been a little bit hard being on vacation to stay 100% true to that, but um, every day I am like slowly eliminating more things. And last night I just had, as I was having my <laughs> diarrhea episode, which you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that this may also be the medicine starting to work because I have heard over and over again that once you say yes to the medicine, it already starts working. And I've already, like a, in the past couple of weeks, when I have been listening to things, talking about ayahuasca and talking to friends about ayahuasca, like I end up having these like little mini hallucinogenic experiences afterwards and I just like get all these downloads and I start crying and it's like comes out of nowhere so I really do feel that the medicine is already working inside me and I wouldn't be surprised if this diarrhea that I'm having which like I said I think is from drinking the water but I almost wonder if that's also just my body really trying to purge and cleanse so it can really like accept and be ready for the medicine too so, I mean, again, no one else in the group is experiencing what I'm going through right now. So I don't know. Who knows, right? Just a theory that I have. Um, but yeah, so I woke up in the middle of the night and I just started like getting all these downloads again. And I was just like looking at my life from this new perspective and almost like I was dissociated and just like parts of my life that wasn't working. I was like, wow. Like, this is so crazy. Where is this clarity coming from? And then again, I realized it's, this is like the first time in a long time where I haven't been taking caffeine. I haven't been drinking alcohol. I haven't been eating a lot of processed foods. And I just felt so clear in my head. And it made sense to me. I even messaged my friend in the middle of the night. He was actually my facilitator for the mushroom ceremony in South Africa. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I get it. It totally makes sense. I totally understand now why they say to, you know, do this prep. And, and some people say that the prep is even more important than the actual ayahuasca experience. And so it's just all clicking. It's all making sense for me. And yeah, I just feel really, really good right now. And I'm feeling even more confident going into the ceremony. And so I'm really grateful for being able to do this prep. Um, and I, I've talked to a couple of people who didn't do the prep before doing ayahuasca and they said they felt like it didn't work quite as well or it didn't work as much as they were expecting to. Now, again, I don't know if that's connected or not. Um, also too, something that can happen is you can fall asleep after you take the medicine. And I did a peyote ceremony, um, last year and I did, that did happen with a man in our group where he like both nights of the ceremony, he went into this like deep, deep slumber. And at first I was like offended and I was like, oh my gosh, like this man is not taking the ceremony seriously. And like how rude to just like fall asleep like that. And then I've learned that sometimes the medicine will help you to relax your body and put you into this deep sleep to like do the work on a deeper level that you might not be able to do if you were awake. So again, that was just like a little humbling lesson for me that you can't look at someone else's journey and be like, they're doing it right. They're doing it wrong. And that's kind of just a 
a metaphor in life, right? Um, and again, you just, you never know what to expect that's going to happen in the ceremony. So I can do all this preparation, but um, I just, the biggest thing is you have to learn how to trust the plants, trust that whatever they're going to show you is truly going to be for your highest good and, and really surrender to the experience. And um, I am a little scared that I'm going to like be really in it and be like, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. And it's like, once you're on the ride, you're on the ride, you can't get off. And um, so I'm going to bring some crystals with me that I can hold on to, to just like help to ground me and help to remind me of like, I'm safe. And, um, you know, it's the plants are here to help me and, and they want to, they want to show me what's in my highest good. And, and so I just really want those mantras going into the ceremony to remember that. Um, and then just knowing too, that I'll have the support of the shaman as well. And yeah, that I'm, I'm not doing this alone, right? Like I'm, I have lots of support in this experience. And so I didn't say yet uh, what my intentions are and it may change, you know, they, they say you should have an intention, but I'm almost wondering too, if my intention should just be to experience ayahuasca for the first time and, and learn from it to see what it has to show me. So that could be one intention. Um, another intention is I have scoliosis. I've had it since I've been a teenager and it's something that causes me discomfort on a daily basis. And so I would like to know more about where the scoliosis came from. Um, if there was any type of like emotional trauma that caused that scoliosis. And I would love to see if the ayahuasca might be able to heal it um, a little bit deeper because I've heard some pretty miraculous stories of ayahuasca healing like physical ailments in people. And um, there's different documentaries out there. I can link a couple of them in the show notes as well. Um, one of them, a Netflix documentary called Unwell. And there was a woman that had I'm trying to remember, um, a scleroderma, um, where your skin hardens and it causes you to be immobile. And she was badly abused as a child and you tried all these different drugs and surgeries and everything and nothing was working. And she decided to start drinking ayahuasca. And after several ayahuasca ceremonies, like her skin started to improve and, uh, she started to heal the disease and she was going to her doctor's appointments. They're like, what are you doing? Like, whatever you're doing is working. And she's like, you're not going to believe me, but I'm drinking ayahuasca. And they were like, well, okay. I mean, we can't condone this, but I guess you should keep doing it because it's obviously working. And um, and then Catherine Zakina, in, when she describes her ayahuasca experience, she said that a woman in their ceremony uh, had lost hearing in one of her ears for like, 14 years and then her hearing was restored after drinking ayahuasca. So um, I've just heard lots of different stories with different miracles like that happening. So I'm going to be open to the possibilities that this ayahuasca can work in miraculous ways and, and maybe it can help to heal my spine and my muscles around my spine as well. And then my other intention is um, I have a hard time, I feel like I have a hard time connecting in relationships and um, like the, you know, like friendly relationships and then 
romantic relationships. And I just feel like there's something that's been blocking me and specifically in my heart area. So I'm going to ask for help with removing those blockages or whatever I'm doing to protect me. That's allowing me to not go as deep as I want to go in my relationships. So those are going to be my two intentions. And I think it'll be super exciting to share if I, you know, um, in the next episode, when I record after the ceremony, if those intentions were met or if different things came up that were more important. Again, I have literally no idea what to expect and I'm okay with that. So <sighs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else important that you all should know about this, my first time going into an ayahuasca ceremony. I can't think of anything right now, um, but I guess all I ask is that you send me your love, send me your prayers, um, send me your Reiki. I have my Reiki instructor sending me Reiki for my experience. Um, if you want to send some good vibes, good energy my way, I would really love that. That would mean the world to me. And yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I know this isn't going to be easy work, but it's necessary work to continue to heal and get to know more of myself, connect more with myself, heal my soul, and be able to, you know, continue doing this healing work of being a life coach and being a life coach trainer. And I know that, I know that this is the right path for me. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for your support. And I can't wait to share with you what happens after the ceremony. I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed at this time. And if you're ready to up-level your coaching skill set and learn how to confidently coach at the transformational PCC level in order to help your clients get bigger breakthroughs and better results, then join our Born to Coach Training Academy at buildyourlifecoachingbiz.com forward slash certification. Thank you.